Hello. Hey, Kevin. Hi, Natasha. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Well, it's been way too long since we chatted, but I've uh, gotten to start enjoying your great new record, and in particular the song Lion. And as we've done a couple of times before, we'd love to hear from you the story behind the song for another one of my behind the song devotional articles. And I'm sure you have a story. You always write, you always write songs that are connected to personal truth and that's uh, important to me. So that's awesome. Yes. There is a reason why we wrote this song. Yeah. So if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to hear kind of the personal connection and uh, songwriting story for Lion. Well, you know, I have a picture on my phone um, that had a baby lion cub and it had a daddy lion standing behind him, um, kind of hiding behind him. And the caption read, if the devil knew who my daddy was, he wouldn't mess with me. And I mm. loved, loved, loved that picture. I'm very visual. And so that gave me the inspiration behind the song. And once I started digging in about the Lion of Judah, because, I mean, I was raised in religion. I was raised in church. Heard, I've heard that phrase all my life. But, you know, we often depict God as being a lamb who is a very gentle creature, and he is. That's true. There's a part of God that's very gentle. However, there's another side of God, and that is a, de- a great depiction of a lion because he's a conqueror and a defender and a protector, and he'll go in front of you and help you fight your battles. And so that was the inspiration that sometimes we need to be reminded that we're just a cub sitting out front, and there's a big daddy lion behind us that will take care of us. We just have to trust him to do that. So that, yeah, that's no, I, I love that image that for sure. <laughs> so right, there is a few places we we read in scripture that that is you know his nature, right? Like he is both bold and fearless, uh, and goes before us for our battles. Um, we know that is Jesus who we serve, the lion of the tribe of Judah. And we do know, uh, you know, he describes himself as the lamb of God. Uh, and John the Baptist describes him as the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And it's just so awesome that he has both of those characteristics. But, yeah, I don't often hear songs, like you said, that focus on the lion characteristics. So beyond some of the, you know, kind of clear scriptures like from Revelation, um, you, I see there's a reference you made in an interview you did about Proverbs 28.1. I'm actually interested in that one. Pro, uh, promises that the righteous are as bold as a lion. So kind of what, what types of biblical imagery did you kind of uh, lean into uh, in writing the song? You know, the, what started it, like I said, was that picture. And, you know, mm-hmm. we see so many instances when you really study the nature of God. God has feminine characteristics. He has masculine characteristics. He is anything. He's the great I am, right? So he's anything that anybody could ever, ever need. And I sometimes feel like being an artist, we're, it's spiritual warfare for us. We're out on the front lines as, as our pastors, as our worship leaders in churches. You're out on the front lines, and you just feel like you're at battle, you're you're battle-worn, right? You're just in battle all the time. And just seeing, you know, the imagery from the Bible of all the major battles of people clashing and so forth, to have a mighty lion standing there, God, being being God, coming through and just protecting his people. And, um, you know, if you followed me for any length of time, the last album was Warrior. Um, 
you know, everything these days with me is suiting up for battle. And so that this was a very mm. easy song to come together because I feel like God is, uh, lions are also gentle, especially with their cubs, right? They, they're mm. very protective. Mm-hmm. Any kind of pictures, they are, they are, you know, they let the, the cubs climb all over them. And you wouldn't think such a fierce and majestic beast would, would have that gentle side of them. So even when you're observing a lion, you can see the different characteristics that I'm describing with God as well, you know. They yeah, call amen. him the king and of I, the jungle I, for a reason. Yeah, right, right. And again, um, you know, I reference the idea that we know our lion of the tribe of Judah had gone before us. Therefore, we really don't have to be as afraid or as timid as I think a lot of Christians kind of are, and I do think they maybe even hide behind that as a reason to not act sometimes, Um, you know, kind of like, well, you know, I'm told to turn the other cheek, that type of thing. And I do believe there's a time and a place for, you know, peace, but um, I kind of agree with you. We're in a time of war at the moment, uh, and we're not in a time of war uh, um, because... Uh, you know, I don't even mean that, you know, in, in the terms of uh, a battle that's not spiritual, although that, that I think we have that face, facing us too, but both a spiritual battle and almost like a battle over language and what do words mean um, are really a lot of what we now need to stand up for what's right. Uh, and like Jesus did um, in, in describing him in scripture, you know, he had righteous indignation and threw the uh, Pharisees out of the temple and flipped the tables when he saw what they were doing. And I think there is an element of that that I think you're addressing, you know, with a song called Lion. And um, I'd, I'd kind of be curious, you know, in your, from your perspective, one, how does the song move you to kind of have more action in your faith? And two, how would you like the song to move others uh, in having a little more action in their faith? Well, you know, I, I put this song on this album called Stand for a Reason. I was reading a scripture in Isaiah, and it said, if we do not stand upon our foundation, we will not stand at all. And my husband and I have talked throughout the years of it's it, part of the reason why we're having the problems that we're having right now is the church's fault. Because mm. you're right, we do, we turn the other cheek, we're so passive, we want to do things out of love, which the scripture does say that. However, he always gives me that example that you just gave me about turning over the tables uh, in the church with the Pharisees. He said, Tosh, do you know he left and went and actually braided, he didn't go to a tractor supply or whatever to get a whip. He actually Hmm. made one and many, many, many hours and then came back and turned over the tables. There's a Hmm. side of God that wants us to stand up. And we live in a time that is so politically correct, so woke, if, if you want to use that word. And we've, we've allowed it because we haven't stood up as a church and fought for the values and the foundation that we believe in, right? And we're in this mess because of that. We have to take a stand. The church has to take a stand for what we believe in, all the things that, that are in our foundation from, uh, from, from the commandments to how, how we believe how Jesus taught. He, he gave us example after example after example of him being meek and as a lamb, but he also gave us other examples of him being a lion. And we're going to have yeah. to stand or we're going to lose everything. Yeah, amen. Um, and I actually, uh, 
was at a men's conference where the a pastor did a study on the word stand um, in the New Testament, and we kind of went through the different places um, where we're supposed to stand. <laughs> and we should talk about that for another one of these conversations, clearly. Um, so I have a, I have a curiosity question because I've been doing this for almost 14 years, just posted my 175th song devotional today. And you and I have done a couple of these in the past, uh, but I can't recall too many records that every single song title was one word. So I was kind of curious about that. Uh, I imagine that was intentional, but if you could tell me a little bit about how you came to have all 12 tracks have one-word titles. I think that's pretty cool. You know, we thought it was cool, too. We didn't start out on this journey of this record uh, with that decision in mind. We wrote the first one being Stand, and we wrote Mm. that song in the midst of um, New York and Virginia had just passed where you could have abortions up to full term, which is another Mm. level of evil, in my opinion. And so we wrote this song, but we didn't put it out till the – coronavirus pandemic came out and everybody thought I wrote it for that, but I really didn't. We have to be a light in the midst of the darkness. Well, so we wrote Stan, we wrote Treasure. Those were the first two songs and they didn't really have a home yet, right? Because we had just put out another album um, and then wrote these after that. So Ian Eskelin, who's my producer and and co-writer, he said, you know, Tosh, both with Stan and Treasure, those are very strong words. What if we did one-word titles and every title just have depth to it, not just any word, Mm -hmm. but very strong words that have depth? And I said, you know what? That is a great idea because I'm one that wants to put every word in a title so someone will know what the song is about before they play it. But Mm -hmm. it, it got we had to get creative at times when writing these songs, trying to find just the right word to put in there. But I'm I'm so glad we did it that way. I think um, on a marketing standpoint, it looks really cool, and uh, on a biblical standpoint, it looks very strong to just see it one word that really captures captures the song. Yeah, no, actually, to be honest, it actually does, I think, the reverse of what you might think. Um, Like you said, giving a song title that describes what the song's about might make people only want to hear one or two of those songs based on what ones grab their attention. I have to admit, this makes me want to listen to them all the way through in order because I want to hear how each of those words are being expressed. So I actually think it invites um, more curiosity as opposed to less, which is kind of a great way to go, in my opinion. So, yeah, no, this is great. So many things, less Um, is more, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I do think that's a big part of um, kind of the whole lion and lamb uh, calling we have as believers as well, right? Like it is time for us to stand up. It is time for us to have courage you know it is time uh for us to lead for example um so so as i look at these titles i go yes 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 it is time for all these things and and you know for such a time as this as we know from esther like like if it's not now uh i don't know what you're waiting for because it's pretty clear um we're in you know spiritual darkness we're in spiritual warfare and uh it is time for christians to stand so um you know, one, I will look forward to uh, praying for the Holy Spirit to guide me in writing a Bible study about this song. And then, two, um, I'll look forward to us uh, staying in touch and talking again about one of these other uh, one-word song titles in the future. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to tell you about the song and about the album. And um, I'm just excited, you know, 
both standing and lying, they're action words, right? Um, yeah. The church is going to have to we, – we, Americans, we're just so lazy, right? We just sit back and just wait for others, but it, it's a time that we've got to band together in unity and have some action behind our words. Yes, amen. Well, I, I am with you on that and uh, looking forward to partnering with you on helping get that word out. So, uh, as always, great to partner with you again. Great to talk with you again. And until we talk again, all the best and God bless. Thank you, Kevin. All right, thank you, Natasha. Talk soon. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye.